Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Things may be looking up, only a little bit of coronavirus news delays to report on. We've got two comedy trailers to talk about, and for possibly the first time ever, we'll be starting movie news with a Star Wars news item. Disney live-action remakes, you know we love them. Hasbro are kicking into gear with more movies, and Bugs Bunny is back. Before all that, let's quickly brush through how the coronavirus has affected our bubble of the movie world. Lionsgate has announced new release dates for their upcoming films, including Spiral and John Wick Chapter 4. So Spiral, which is the next sort of film, uh, moves to May 21st, 2021. And John Wick 4 moves to May 27, 2022. So both of these movies are get, getting moved an entire year. What I want to know, though, The Matrix 4, where's that moving to? Because I believe that's still keeping its release date, but that was due to be released on the same day as John Wick Chapter 4. So The Matrix 4 is still in 2021. I reckon that could potentially still stay depending on where it is in production. It could, but I just found it interesting that Keanu Reeves, here he is, he's got two franchises, number four in both series, and they had the same release date. And we were saying at the time, I wonder who's going to budge first. We didn't know why they were going to have to budge, but it ended up being Lionsgate. That's it. Poor, Poor reason. Poor reason for it to move. I'd love it if they just moved Matrix Four to the same to, to, to the same date as John Wick. Now again, maybe that, that but that be our update in two weeks. That is be <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but in terms of these movies, you know, like I can wait. I can wait for Spiral. Um, I can wait for John Wick Four. Maybe not you. I don't know. It seems a while. Yeah, no, I can as well. I, I can. I mean, saw though. Like not they're the moving biggest. it from May this year to May next year. Wouldn't it be better October anyway, like a September-October October movie? Yeah, October 2021 or 2022, whenever it's been. I don't know. I'm lost. Doesn't Let's matter. Let's not get caught I'm, up in the numbers. But anyway, that's let's our do. That's yeah. it for the corona stuff, which is fine. It's uh, short this week, which I guess is maybe a good sign. Either that or all the damage is done. Um, trailer talk. We've got two comedies, one, one a movie, one a TV series. And holy shit, let's start with Becky. Did you say two comedies? I'm pretty sure Becky's not a comedy. It's it's more of a thriller. Don't you know be... what? Yes. Yeah. I retract everything. <laughs> okay. I did watch the trailer. I, I retract know, everything. I know what threw you. Kevin James yep. is in this movie. I don't you know think, where my brain went there. You I think comedy. But yeah, mm. no, this is a very... Oh, and even having Joel McHale in it. So it's easy to think... Hey, this is a comedy, but wow. Yeah, you've yes, seen the trailer. That two, um, two comedy leads. <laughs> yes, that works. Oh, um, yeah, Kevin James is armed and extremely dangerous in trailer for Becky. The thriller also co-stars Lulu Wilson, who is typically in comedies. Although I think she did one of those Annabelle films. Did um, she do one of them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Annabelle, the second one, which is the prequel with the children. But this and she trailer. did she did like uh, Ouija two or something. Okay, we're still on her. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Okay, stuff. I like <laughs> it. She's up and coming, little star. Yeah, no, <laughs> she is. She's and she looks really good in this. Now, this looks very Home Alone with Nazis. 
We've I got that, that vibe, <laughs> but but the way that only she's... briefly, yeah, like, but I, I'm definitely getting a, a, a Home Alone vibe from this. But this movie looks interesting. And before Kevin James was cast, he replaced somebody, didn't he? I'm blanking on who it was now. Somebody dropped out. Oh, I shouldn't have brought that up because I can't remember who it was going to be. <laughs> but then Kevin James joined the cast and it's like, wow, this is so far removed from anything else. I've never done. seen him like this. I don't think, uh, unless you can come up with an example of where he's played drama. <laughs> like, not even just like a villain or you know horror, but drama in general. He's done think now, he low did, key comedy yeah, where it's a bit more serious, but he did the dilemma with Vince Vaughn, but that was I think that was is that the closest. Dramedy. I think it yeah. is. I also think that's the closest. That's more of a dramedy. Uh, but I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I do mm. think, and I've mentioned this many times before. I am a fan of Kevin James, so I think personally, I'm going to struggle to take him. I'm hoping I could just get on board, but even the I reckon, the I reckon there, I would just the eye patch, the beard, and it just looks like Kevin James in dress up, <laughs> just not as a as a threat. No, I reckon, I reckon he'll sell it to me straight away. I'm much like you know Adam Sandler when he you know does his dramatic stuff, he just becomes a whole new character. I reckon Kevin James can do it. I'm giving him the I hope so. bit of a doubt to prove it. I reckon I would just. Yeah, just like Joel, Joel McHale, you know, it's hard to not see him as, you know, the guy from Community holding his phone, just playing on up all the time and, you know, those kind of bits and pieces. He's done some dramatic stuff. He's done a lot, well. though. He, he pops yeah, up, not, a not, as a, not as a lead, but he does pop up quite a lot. And going but back to, to, to Kevin James, though, I, I think yeah. it's more my hang-ups, though, not his performance. <laughs> That's what I meant. When no matter I what saying, he does. No matter what yeah, he does. It's, it's like, oh, look, it's the zookeeper. Or, oh, look, it's... <laughs> Paul Blart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Paul Blart. There we go. My family's being held hostage by Paul Blart. Holy shit. <laughs> but no, this looks creepy. It looks violent. Like, I think by saying it, you know, the Home Alone vibe is like, yeah, no, nah, that gives the family comedy vibe. You know, like this, yeah, this looks sadistic. Like this, this Luda Wilson is this Becky kid. Like, she's obviously got some sort of, some issues that she's dealing with. So it's, um, yeah, I'm really keen for this. This looks good. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're definitely on board, and I am as well. And this is going to be a video on demand movie. So, yeah, expect a review. <laughs> Are we doing them all now? Is that what's happening? Pretty much. And I'm just committing to them live without first consulting you. <laughs> right. I can still back out. It's fine. Space Force. So, this is this is a comedy. This is a comedy. I think. I'm pretty sure it is. No, this one um, is. No, this is what it is. Steve Carell, this is Netflix. Um, Steve Carell and the office creator Greg Daniels have teamed up for this new space-themed workplace comedy. And when I think space-themed, though, I'm thinking like, you know, like a, a comedy Star Trek kind of thing. Right, like you the know, Orville but, or Spaceballs. Yes, exactly. But this trailer, what it is, it, it's more like NASA, you know, it's about like the space launch and, you know, like we need to send people back to the moon. You know, the guys on the ground in the com- communications center, whatever it's called, that 
it's not it's not Steve Carell in space fighting aliens and stuff like that. Which at first I was like, is that what this is? That'd be cool. But this looks good too. Yeah, no, this this does it, and it's it's what Greg Daniels does. You know, whether it's The Office, Parks and Recreation, he does very good workplace comedies. Only this one's got a slightly higher concept. But you're right, it's and it, not and it doesn't look like, and, yeah, but it doesn't look like that documentary style that you know. The oh, that's Office true. And, Park America yeah. is uh, known for. And you know, cool. it, it looks good. It does look good. And did you see the poster that they put out for this? It's a very good poster where he's... Uh, yeah, wearing... all I could see was Steve Carell's head. No, I couldn't see anything else. <laughs> well, the camouflage <laughs> is effective then. You should switch <laughs> the moon. Yeah, okay. Funny. <laughs> good yeah, joke. It's, <laughs> a, it's a good poster. And um, yeah, it looks... I like it. Looks it, it it's, yeah, it's funny. But like the, the trailer, like, Good energy, good vibes. Like, you know, it, it doesn't look laugh out loud funny at this stage, but it looks, you know, I felt good after watching it. I felt kind of happy. Yeah, I'm on board. It's kind of like dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dancing. But it's got a good cast as well of Carell. We've got Lisa Kudrow, John Malkovich, uh, Jane Lynch. And this is due to launch May 29th. And as you said already, on Netflix. So no doubt it'll be the whole thing, the whole season. Oh, something to binge as you do. All right, let's get on to movie news. We've got an untitled Star Wars project. Get ready for this. Taika Wahiti will direct a new Star Wars film, completely brand new. He will co-write the project with Oscar-nominated screenwriter of 1917, Christy wilson Carnes. So there we go. We had... Taika for the longest time saying, Nope, I am not directing or writing any Star Wars films. Because it was rumored, wasn't it? But well, we just time. didn't have confirmation. For a yeah. very long time. And he always now we know that. he he worked on The Mandalorian. Was it the it was like the last episode he did. of The he Mandalorian? Directed the he finale directed. and he also voiced a droid in the show. Maybe the the, the one and only droid in the show. So oh, he's he's already about <laughs> a Star Wars, but now he's gonna be making his own film, hopefully putting his own spin on it. That, yeah, it's crazy. And what we got from, you know, his episode of, of The Mandalorian, it's like he had hints of his flavour of comedy, which just kind of fitted into the Star Wars universe, like like No Tomorrow. So this is fantastic. But the, his ability to do something like, you know, Jojo Rabbit and then something jump onto it, or like a Thor Ragnarok and then a Jojo Rabbit and then jump into something like this, it's like... The man, ah, universal. Like you just, you just adapt, and to. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's he would have had some say in you know let's bring, uh, Christy Wilson Carnes on board. You know the the co the screenwriter for 1917. Like that movie is not that movie is not Star Wars. That movie is not a Thor Ragnarok or a you know everything else that Watiti has done. Like it's something so different. I think he he knows that. Let's let's make magic here. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm, really, I'm excited, but you 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 know if you're looking for a connection though, 1917 war movie. I mean, come on, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I can't see a connection. I don't think he's randomly just picked this person. Hey, you've got your um, Oscar. Hey, you've nominated. done a war movie. You'll do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm very I'm very intrigued. You know, he's um he's been somebody to watch for a very long time, and now yeah. You know, Rise of Skywalker, you know, whatever you think of that movie, 
moving forward, it's good to know that whether it's TV and film, they're still looking at new and exciting talent. That's it. That's it. And hey, the it is still all under the Disney umbrella. So you know, they you, Disney's proven they know how to fetch talent out of wherever. And yeah, it's it's good. Definitely go back and check out Taka Watiti's back catalogue of movies. The boy. Hunt for the Wilder People. Fantastic. Speaking of Disney, though. Uh, speaking of Disney, they have confirmed they are developing a live-action adaptation of 1997's Hercules. So not stopping with the live actions. They're still going. But further, the Russo brothers will produce the project with Shang-Chi and the Expendables writer Dave Callahan working on the script. Mate, Hercules, what's your thoughts? I watched it once and enjoyed it as a kid. <laughs> really? I've not, Only I've not, I've not revisited it. It's one that I thought that would be a good one to maybe watch with the kids, but they've not been interested yet. But there, it's on Disney, so I'll, um, I'll check it out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, but I mean, I could see this working well in live action. We've had... Hercules in live action before TV and films. The, the Russo brothers have come out and said that this is not going to be a close adaption. So I think they're going to be very free and loose. But you've got to you, think they've got to take some of the visual cues, like Hades and the blue hair. And do you hmm. know what I mean? Like if even if they're going to do something more similar than a faithful adaption, they've got to have some of those. They're going to have something from the animated movie. To play yeah, with, I mean, you, you can't just do a completely you, new thing. Sure. From everything you just said there, you know, if, if they're saying, you know, they're, they're not really adapting the the animated movie, they're kind of doing their own thing. I mean, you said it. There, we've had a few, quite a handful of live action Hercules movies. You know, it's, it's in a public domain. He's a character that anyone can pretty much make a movie about if you want to. But the Disney Hercules is Disney's Hercules, for the reasons being all those signature things the things that make him the disney hercules to not adapt those things and put it in this movie like what is the point we might exactly. as well just get to another dwayne johnson uh, no. hercules or a no, kevin sorbo feature film but not more dwayne johnson he's his hercules film or that? some random unnamed okay. na- you know like do it I'm worried about that milan movie not having songs and stuff and i know they're doing something a little bit different but i think i'm okay with that and no dragon. Nah, but I think, no dragon. I think if they do Hercules, no songs, uh, what's the point? What is the point? What was the name of... The, is it Pip or whatever? What's the name of that little... The character voiced by Diane DeVito? Um, oh, slipping Hermes? No. Um, okay, you know, know. you know who I'm talking about. Well, anyway, Josh yeah. Gad was approached by somebody or someone commented or whatever on Josh Twitter Gad saying, again. hey... <laughs> You would be good for this, and he came back with uh, Danny DeVito. There's only one person <laughs> right for this film, even they if it's live action. So I think they should do that. Just get Danny DeVito. Back. I reckon it'll be like a CGI, like motion capture thing, anyway. And I think, yeah, Danny DeVito, why not? Like, just do it. Lion Much King. like they did with the yeah, Lion King, yeah, like with Faster. James Earl Jones, yeah, just um, like, bring why back. Not? But Disney's Hercules, yeah, they're not stopping. Like, was it the last episode we did or the one before? We we're talking about live-action Robin Hood. Like, they're just, they're doing these. They're going to run out. Mm. I need to admit something to you. For some reason, and I can't really explain why, but we ended up doing it, me and the wife. We watched, on Disney+, Plus. there was like a a sing-along 
Disney thing, like, you know, people at home, like other celebrities and stuff doing stuff. And um, what's her name? Ariana Grande did a, a Hercules song from the character Meg who sings it. Now, the rumour mill due to that is that she might be in with a shot to play that character. I'm just going to put it out right now. I'm on board. I'm on but board is, she, is she an actress? I know she's a singer, but is she an actress? No, she's acted. Yeah, she has Disney Channel background. Okay. She's acted. Oh, I mean, I can't say she's the best. She, she appeared in Scream Queens a couple episodes. Not seen it. Okay, but no. maybe. I've, I have heard her name thrown around with casting as well. A sequel to Netflix's Extraction is moving forward with Joe Russo returning to write. Those involved are optimistic that director Sam Hargrave and star Chris Hemsworth will also return. Have you seen Extraction? You know what? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's I've good. Heard, uh, I'm not I've gonna... heard some really positive, but also some average. It's worth your so... time. It's worth your time. But with you not seeing it, I don't want to speak to anything that happens in it. But all we really need to know then is that it's getting a sequel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, listen, I, I don't want to spoil it. Like this, this, no. It's very, yeah, it's hard to talk about. Let me just ask, does it make sense? Does it make sense that they're doing a sequel? I mean, with no context. Yes, it does. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got no context for all that, but yeah. I mean, it, it, does, it, it, it does make sense. It allows for a sequel. That's, that's all you need to know. And for all those who haven't watched it as well, they can... Uh, they can take that as well. Um, speaking of sequels, though, Sylvester Stallone has confirmed. I mean, has he? Has he actually confirmed? He has confirmed that Demolition Man 2 is finally happening at Warner Brothers. Has he actually confirmed it? Not only has he confirmed it, he's the only one talking about it. <laughs> so, like, this is straight from is the horse's well, mouth. Is he well? He is. He is. sure? Okay, in, in the video... Someone should got, do a welfare check on him, I he's think. Got, he's doing okay. In the video, he's got uh, he's got grey hair or white hair. He's got a white goatee. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but that's because he's been filming his superhero movie, Samaritan, where he plays the title character. But yeah, no, he's well, he's busy. Don't worry about <laughs> Stallone, he's doing okay. And it was part of a bigger conversation. He just happened to mention that he'd had successful meetings with Demolition Man. No, nope. <laughs> successful meetings with Warner Brothers about Demolition Man. And with yeah, the Demolition Man? Yes, and the sequel's <laughs> happening. And do you know what? When when I heard this news, wasn't surprised in the slightest because with everything that's going on in the world with COVID, Demolition Man is a movie that's been reported on quite a lot of people referring back to with the use of the seashells and their version of the future. So it has been in conversation, that original move for quite a while now, a good few months. So for him to suddenly turn around and say, hey, listen, we're doing a sequel, not surprised. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would watch it. I do like that first has movie. It, has it not been too long? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you, just take what, you just take whatever you can get. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I very much doubt that we're going to get Wesley Snipes back as Phoenix. But we're going to get Stallone back. And yeah, we're getting a sequel. <laughs> the Matrix 4. We've talked about it already a little bit, just in reference to, obviously, John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, what we do know, uh, stunt directors Chad Zielinski and David Leach are returning. 
which is great because a lot of what we saw in those action sequences, these guys were responsible. So way before they did John Wick, they were the stunt coordinators on The Matrix. So we've got one Wachowski back, and now these guys are back on board. I mean, always good to keep the team together, return it, if... That's what made the movies. You know, that's one aspect to it, as important as they are. Yeah, don't try and fix what's not broken. Like, keep it as much the same as you can. LeBron James, he has revealed the logo and title for the upcoming Space Jam sequel. Space Jam, A New Legacy. How do you like the sounds of that? It works. Simple, straightforward, you know what it means. You can tell it's a sequel. Um, LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, and the Looney Tunes battle the Monstars on July 16, 2021. So the Monstars are back. I'm ready. Bugs Bunny's back. I'm ready for Looney a sequel. I, I like that first movie, and we're getting more. They've talked about this for quite a while, and then... Mm. Every now and then, LeBron James would say something about it, but nothing was really happening. And then all of a sudden, logo, title. Now I feel yeah. like it's really happening. Now I feel like when we got that official, what was it? It was like the like the the change room, yeah. the locker type thing. That was sort of like the announcement. I felt like when that happened, I was like, wow, this is legit. Yeah. But, but now even, with a logo yeah. and a but title. Even then, even then, a lot of time had passed since. And that was a long time ago. That has to be at least a year ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and that's when we found out that Ryan Coogler was going to be a producer on the film. But yeah, that was quite a while ago. No, but it's good to fresh. It looks good. Like, it just looks, it feels real now. Like, it feels like this is recent. Things are happening and I'm going to get me some Looney Tunes. I'm trying so hard to say, not say back in action. <laughs> We're going to get some Looney Tunes <laughs> on the big screen again. And, back in action. <laughs> but we're soon to get Looney Tunes back on the small screen as well with the HBO Max animated series. So it's these characters have been away for so long. My seven-year-old has no connection with these characters. She's all across Disney. But the Looney Tunes, they've just been away for so long. And you mentioned back in action. That film wasn't a hit. And I've got to say, since then, we've not really had much... Looney Tunes, but they're coming back. Space Jam, a new beginning. Nope, that's not the title. Space Jam, a new legacy. Although I do like <laughs> a new beginning. <laughs> it's like that Casper movie. That ca- Casper, oh, yeah. a new beginning. No, that's <laughs> a spirited beginning, I believe. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was pretty close, right? There's definitely something Point called a new beginning. Looney Tunes are back. Okay, I've got a little bit of Suicide Squad news. Guardians of the Galaxies. Tyler Bates is set to score the film. That makes sense. I it guess does make sense. You know, he's got a working relationship with um, director. Why am I blanking? James Gunn, of course. James Gunn. <laughs> They've got a good working relationship. And um, yeah, and as well as those colorful songs on the soundtrack, there's a really good score running through both Guardians movies. So yeah, good stuff. Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Um, Darren Chris, you know, from Glee or Midway, he's been cast in the lead role of Clark Kent, while Star Trek and Heroes' Zachary Quinto will voice his foe, Lex Luthor. 
the voice cast ensemble of the film also includes Alexandra Daddario as Lois Lane, Brett Dalton, um, you know, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Cosmic Bounty Hunter Lobo, Ryan Hurst from The Walking Dead as the supervillain Parasite, and Ike Amadi from Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge as Martian Manhunter. Um, Jonathan and Martha Kent will be played by Neil Flynn and Bellamy Young. So new Superman animated film. And they've gone different with the animation style here. Like it's it's very different to what we've had recently from uh, Warner Brothers animation. It's a lot cleaner. The characters are drawn younger, especially Clark. I think he's like an intern at the Daily Planet. So it's very early in his career as Superman. But this is the next one to be released. Like we recently did a review of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, and this will be the movie to follow. So I'm intrigued. And we've got um, Neil Flynn, as you say, as Jonathan Kent. <laughs> yeah, from Scrubs. Yeah. And janitor. I'm doing a big rewatch of Scrubs, and I am loving every minute of it. Like I watched it when it first all those years ago. Uh, okay, thanks for asking. The reason why <laughs> is because Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who of course were uh, JD and Turk on Scrubs, they're doing a rewatch podcast called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And it is hilarious and brilliant. And they're getting all the, they've got Bill Lawrence, creator on there as a guest, and they've got cast members come on there. And it's brilliant. So, so what I thought initially, uh, we will get back to Superman, what I thought initially <laughs> is that I would, because I've seen them before, I'll just listen to them talk about the episodes and I was enjoying it that much. I just went out and bought Scrubs on DVD because in Australia it's not streaming anywhere. Nowhere. So I had to go out and buy wow. the DVD. Yeah. But I, I'm loving it. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. So of course... Um, yeah, so watching that, enjoying that, and then seeing that Neil Flynn join the cast of Superman tomorrow, good stuff. Oh, fantastic. So Superman, yeah, we're excited. No, it sounds good that they're doing something different, a, like a younger kind of story. Yeah, so it is going to be new to Metropolis, yeah. so maybe they're going to get to see him um, be revealed as Superman. That's something that I'd like to see. We've not had that in quite a while in animation. Alexandra Dadio. Wow. Lois Lane, I think she'd have made a great live-action Lois Lane, but we're going to get her in animation here. Oh, now I want that so bad. It's a strong cast, and it's <laughs> what we get from Warner Brothers Animation. Like They always put a really good cast together. Like They'll go for some bigger names, but then they'll also go to you know, like top animation voice talent for the supporting characters. Yeah, this is a movie that, like all DC animated movies, I'm interested in. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, we're going to get an animated Transformers prequel movie. Uh, that's in the works at Paramount, and Toy Story 4's Josh Cooley will direct the origin story set on Cybertron. Now, this director, and it was for Toy Story 4, he won an Oscar, didn't he? I, uh, Oscar winner. Yeah. Oscar-winning director, yeah, for Toy Story 4, with an Oscar, oh, like best animated director. film. 
Best animated oh, okay, film. Yeah, no. So he's associated oh, yeah. with a, an Academy Award oh, yeah. film. I was say, yeah. <laughs> so on the back of Toy Story 4, he's going to do an animated Transformers movie. On one hand, I'm like, okay, cool, because you, know, you can never say no to Transformers, whether it's animated or live action and whatnot. But, you know, I, my, my mind goes to, you know, Bumblebee and that opening sequence with all that stuff happening on Cybertron. How cool would that be to see as a full movie of just all that action going on there in live action? That'd be cool. I guess I'll take it in animated form. And again, I, I, it's hard to, you think animated movie, you just think, all right, one and done, 2D animation, whatever. But remember we had those thoughts when they announced an animated Spider-Man movie and we we're like, okay, that'll just be a thing. And how freaking awesome was that? Potentially one of, the, yeah. one of the best Spider-Man movies out. So maybe this would be, pretty awesome but you've got to think though like with this this guy directing josh cooley on the back of toy story 4 again like you know that movie you're not just going to get a cheap animated movie this has got to be something special so maybe but... maybe they're looking for something like you know you meant to in, mentioned into the spider-verse maybe that's what they're looking at them putting together here something of that quality and not just a you know Obviously, it's not going to be a, a direct uh, home release, uh, but they're going to put could some I, money behind it. And yeah, could I <laughs> speculate? Okay, so we're seeing we're seeing the word animated as the description. You know how there was that whole debate of you know the live action Lion King movie, but pretty much the whole movie except for one frame was pretty much animated. Could yep. this, if they were to just do a full CGI Cybertron movie, I mean, it would all be animated. Yeah. I'd, Wishful look. thinking on your part. I don't think I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> but that would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be. <laughs> and it would technically be animated because there'd be no people. Yeah, yeah. Unless they filmed it in space. This is gonna be a cartoon. Just like <laughs> it's gonna be a cartoon. <laughs> All right. Speaking of live action Transformers movies though, um the next live action Transformers film is coming in 2022 so i can just shut my mouth <laughs> i was just, gonna say point made just say no just more. take it all just take it all um yeah that's no, so a that's good do we I know mean, anything more about it do we know if it's a sequel to bumblebee early days early days we don't know Transformers six no idea no idea whatever number we're up to i mean i like the idea of them continuing on from bumblebee and building from that but if they're going to go back to mark Wahlberg, i've got no interest I didn't even watch that last one. What was that? Age of Extinction. Was that the last one? The one no, with... that was the fourth one. The, the oh, okay. I did see the that one. Though. What was the one with Nazis and Merlin? And no, that was <laughs> the ninth one. one. The night, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. The, the last one. night. Uh, nah, not a good one. The last night. That's is that? Oh, okay. Anywho, GI Joe coming back to the big screen. <laughs> yep, more so Hasbro. Are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny that. Um, the Snake Eyes solo film, that's still on its way. But on the back of that, they're looking at rebooting the, the franchise. And this will be seven years after G.I. Joe Retaliation, which was the one with Dwayne Johnson. Mm. So moving I away. I do think, although I'm not that excited about G.I. Joe, and maybe that's just a bad taste from those you know, movies that they had prior, but I think G.I. Joe maybe deserves a franchise. I think it should exist. So I think let's give them this and let's let's see. I'm hopeful, but I don't know. 
let's just watch Snake Eyes, see how we feel, and then just go from there. <laughs> see let's, let's not. That's it. They're always going to be in a rush, though. A rush to start a new franchise, to reboot something. Uh, but Hasbro, yes, they've got Transformers, G.I. Joe. Now, they've got other things on the go as well. So they've got the production company, haven't they? All Spark Pictures or mm. something along yeah. those lines. Oh, I'm still waiting for that Hungry Hungry Hippo movie. So excited. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Borderlands. Have you played that game? Not since, the the game? Last, not since the last time you asked me. The, the first time <laughs> we spoke about it, um, Eli Roth was announced as the director. Sure. Yeah, and you asked me then still, how I played it. I think it that's still happening. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, Kate Blanchett is in talks to play Lilith in Lion Gate's upcoming Borderlands movie, which, yeah, still directed by Eli Roth. Um, are you familiar <laughs> with Lilith? No, no, I am of Kate Blanchett, though. I mean, yeah, what yeah, a me talent. Too, me too. And uh, we what mentioned Thor Ragnarok earlier. She was great in that. So there we go. <laughs> but I mean, we, we know the track record of video game movies. Is Kate Blanchett giving this movie a bit of credibility? She must have. They must have given her a script or something. And there must be something in her going, oh, this, you know, this. She's not just doing something for a quick buck. She doesn't need that. She, she True. Pick so there's there's obviously something yeah. to it. I think even I mean, just I don't having... know what Borderlands is because I'm, I don't know, I'm an old met person now and I just don't know what it is. But just having Eli Roth attached as the director and you've got to think, you know, this is a property that I did read as a fan of. He's making the movie and yeah, Blanchett's joining the cast. So, you know, this, it could be something. Mm. The Man from Toronto... We talked about this um, not too long ago. So we were talking about the fact that Jason Statham was cast. He left the project at the last minute and he was replaced by Woody Harrelson. Well, now we know that Hayley Cuco is set to star opposite Harrelson and Kevin Hart. Can you remember us talking about this last time? You remember us talking yeah, about we, it? Yeah, I mean, besides what you just, you just stated about Jason Statham, that we didn't know much about the movie... Um, we don't really know much now still. I had to do a bit of um, revision because I forgot. This is the movie. <laughs> the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaken for each other at a Airbnb rental. So that's it. That's the movie. That's the movie. Okay. I said it last time. I'll say it again. I would have liked to have seen Jason Statham in that movie. But, you know, we're getting Woody Harrelson. Look, I, I, I still don't know what this, even after that, I, I don't know what this movie is. So I'm going to need more. Um, I think the next time we talk about it, I'm going to need a little bit more. <laughs> okay, the next time I'll, I'll, um, I'll prepare more. But for now, I'll have to <laughs> I don't do know it. what this is. Oh, it's, it's an action movie, probably, with a bit of comedy in there. Kevin Hart is in the cast. Mystery sure. Identity. Oh, so, yeah. I'll have more information mm. next time. So uh, Now You See Me 3 is officially in development. Who saw this coming? Um, Oscar nominee Eric Warren Singer from American Hustle will write the script. Um, The key cast members are expected to return and new characters will be introduced. That sounds like a sequel to me. But um, yeah, my third movie in this franchise. Now you three me. They can have that title. I mean, they, they wasted the opportunity for... The second one, now you see me, now you don't. Oh, um, true. Oh, that'd be that good one. But now you three me. 
Have you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, have you? Um, have you seen the first two? I saw the first one. Right. I didn't like the ending. Okay. I didn't like the ending. I get what they're trying to say, what they're trying to do with it. But I was like, I don't. Yeah, I was like, nah. I, I hate it when movies end where it's just like, oh, okay. I suppose you know, like the movie's just like this is ending because this is how we're telling it. Yeah, I don't know. And the second one was just a complete detachment from that first movie. I was like, this is something completely different. All of them, but remember Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is in it. That's yeah. all I remember. I've seen the first two, so I don't know. I'd watch the third one for free at home on Netflix or wherever. I'd, yeah, this is not something I'm excited about, but it's something that's happening, and of course, that makes it newsworthy. <laughs> Scream 5. We've got a little bit of news there. Neve Campbell is in talks for a new Scream movie. Oh, of course, Neve Campbell. Like, it's what, it's She's what we having do. conversations. Well, I like it. Uh, that aside, it's just with the Scream franchise, with these movies, it's like every movie, because of what it is, like the meta nature of, of the stories, they need to mean something. You know, you had the first one, the horror movie, the second one, the sequel, then the, the third one being the trilogy, the fourth one, the, the reboot or the revival movie. What's this fifth one going to be? We even had the TV show being like the TV version of like the whole meta stuff. What's this fifth one? Are they going to go into crossover universe building territory? If not, what's the point? Well, we'll just have to wait and see, but I've got to be honest. I'm excited. The <laughs> idea of more screen movies, like going back to that first movie, like it game changer. Absolutely. Hmm. loved it. But you're right though. There's been something different behind each one of the sequels. And hopefully with this fifth one, it's something more than just bringing Campbell back. I hope it's not just like the joke is the series has run its course. <laughs> like, you know, no, when series I mean, yeah. too long and it becomes bonkers. And they've even done the slapstick version unofficially with Scary Movie. Like, it, so the, the comedy's been done. Yeah, that's that was, that was always weird for me. Like, a parody of a movie, which is technically a parody, just a really smart one. The um, scary yeah. movie was the original title or working title for Scream. And then the killer in the movie, the Ghostface Killer, normally when it's a parody, visually there needs to be some difference. Whereas Ghostface in Scream and Scary Movie, identical. <laughs> it's the same. But anyway, <laughs> anyway the same. Um, this Scream story went on longer than I intended. It did. There we let's, go. Uh, let's wrap up the movie news then and go into TV news. Ricky Gervais has signed an overall deal with Netflix and will create a new scripted series and stand-up specials. And this was announced after the release of Afterlife Season 2. And oh, and part of this as well, Afterlife will be getting a third series, a third and final series. So, yeah, Gervais is going to be sticking with Netflix for quite a while, I'd say. I'd say so. A project's coming out of his butt. Um, good to hear about the third season of Afterlife. Obviously, they have an end date. They have a, a story point where they want it to, to wrap up nicely. That's always good. Hopefully, yeah, it, that is the reason and not just, hey, we're cancelling the show. So, Netflix are not going to be cancelling anything that Ricky Gervais is doing. Like, he's got <laughs> this new exclusive deal. 
what happens, it's going to be on his terms. And I think it's going to be him getting towards the end of that story. I've not seen series two yet, or I've only seen the first episode. And the reason why is because both my wife and I love it, but she finds it too sad. So she needs to pace herself. So right. that's why we're watching it at a extremely I slow pace. I mean, I'd say current climate, we need it. happiness, not sadness. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great show. I'm I'm a big fan of Gervais. Uh, the last uh, stand-up that he did for Netflix was hilarious, and he's got his new one coming. And then, and yeah, he's going to be working with the streamer for quite a while, and we're said to be getting a new scripted series. So, yeah, cool. Oh, cool. Always, always enjoy him. Um, Tiger King. We, I, I kind of <laughs> mentioned this last on our last episode of the movie show, and for some reason, and uh, I pointed out that I'd watched two episodes and given up, but you seem to have enjoyed it. Oh well, I, I watched like- it, and it's entertaining, but it's it's hard to say you enjoy something like. Tiger King with the the subject matter, <laughs> uh, but yeah, these uh, the show is just full of colourful characters, and yeah, they've cast Joe Exotic. That's it. Well, let me do the let me do the new story. Sorry, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas freaking Cage is set to play Tiger King star Joe Exotic in an upcoming scripted TV series from the showrunner of American Vandal, a show I liked. He's an interesting choice. I am a Cage fan. More so is work of the 90s. And I believe this is going to be his first TV series. I don't think he's done TV before. At least not when he was like Nick Cage. Maybe he did something smaller when he was younger. But he's not everybody's favorite choice or first choice. If you look online, people are saying David Spade. Um, Well, mainly David Spade. But also, they're just um, thinking, oh, David Spade with a Joe Dirt, with, you know, with a mullet. Like, <laughs> Joe yeah, Dirt, exactly. That, so it works. But also, help me out here. I'm completely blanking on his name. He's in Vice Principles. He's in Eastbound and Down. You know, Danny McBride. Okay. People, <laughs> I was, yeah, no. yeah, I got there. I could have <laughs> listed a few other things, but. <laughs> But I, that was my process. I was trying to get there. Um, right. Yeah, people was at Danny McBride. Maybe he'd make a good Joe Exotic. But I think there's, like, if you look at Cage's back catalogue, he's got so many manic performances. Yeah. And so many sides to Joe Exotic. I think we're going to get an interesting portrayal from him. But there's from what I've seen, not people's favourite choice. From what I've seen of like the documentary on on Netflix of this, I I, I feel like I've grasped the Joe Exotic character. Sort of, I feel like Nicolas Cage, as bonkers as it is, I think that's the reason it seems to fit so well. I think it'll be, it'll be very interesting um, just to see him do it. And there was a bit of country singing as well that Joe uh-huh. Exotic does. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean just to just to see. I mean, that's Cage do that. Crazy. Yeah, I so, see a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bring up Nick Cage doing that. Uh, it's, it's been I will, debunked as well. I will watch. I will watch that. <laughs> will watch that. It's been debunked that like, all these music videos and these songs and CDs that he's got out there that it's not actually him singing. <laughs> that was um, the, the Joe McHale. So it is him. No, it's not him. The the Joe McHale follow up show. One of the people or guests on that was saying how yeah, no, it's not actually him singing. It's all fake. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, Cage. <laughs> He's going to be in this film. I think visually they can they can get him. There. Yeah, I reckon he's going to look sure. like 
Joe Exotic. Um, community, we talked about this show recently. You know, we were hopeful that we'd get to a movie. Well, we're not quite there yet, but the cast of Community and creator Dan Harmon are reuniting. Donald Glover, Joel McHale, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Alison Brie, Jim Rash, and Ken Jeong will join Dan Harmon for a virtual table read and Q&A on the 18th of May. So this Fantastic. is not Always that fun. movie. Yeah, I'm excited for this. You know what? I think if there was ever a time, ever a place to announce... Oh, yes. It would be this date. So I reckon May 18th. We're going to find out. Imagine if they did it as part of and the table would, read. And they might say, they might say, look, it's not coming for another two, three years. But we're, you know, as long as they're saying we're doing it, within the next five years, we'll, we'll have that movie. That'll be fantastic. I said last That's time, since, do, since it started on Netflix, like, you know, people are going back to it. People are discovering it for the first time. It's, it's doing really well at the moment. But did you notice when I was reeling off the cast, at no point did I say Chevy Chase? Mm. He's the oh, yeah, only one. Now. Yeah, he's the yeah. only one missing. The big get for them, I'd say, is Donald Glover. The fact that he's coming back, yeah, because he wasn't there at the end. But he's gonna, he's coming back. But yeah, no, no Chevy Chase. If they did the movie, they could get away with not including his character, considering what happened to his character. But at the same time, they could also get away with including him considering what they did with his character. I prefer <laughs> you remember what was, if he was included. But if yeah. you look at who's involved with this table read, I mean... But it's the yeah. originals as well. It, it's, not, it's not like the, the, the new, like from the season five and six. Yeah, that's the right. newcomers. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's pretty cool. Excited for that one. Um, let's talk Star Wars a bit more. The Mandalorian, Tamira Morrison, who played Django Fett, in Attack of the Clones, is returning to the Star Wars universe to play Boba Fett in The Mandalorian Season 2. I have some questions on that, though. Is Boba Fett not dead? Um, With, we all thought like, so. Where we are in time? I mean, was, yeah. it, was it the um, the Sarlacc pit? You know, wasn't he just I mean, in yeah. that? And, yeah, yeah, but I mean, my answer... I'm saying no. <laughs> like, no, he's not dead. <laughs> um, he somehow right, then. escaped, maybe out the back. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but the idea of bringing Morrison back and having him now play Boba Fett, yeah, cool. I mean, I really enjoyed that first season of Mandalorian and already what we're hearing about that second season, it sounds like they're just building on that first season. It's going to be yeah. even better. I guess like if you are going to, have a character play Boba Fett, why not have the guy who played, you know, his father exactly. <laughs> in the like prequels? It. The next best thing, uh, if not the original actor, who I can't remember the name of and don't know if he's alive or not. So, well, let's move on just a little bit. Uh, Robert Rodriguez and Peyton Reed, uh, who directed Ant-Man, uh, both confirmed they are directing episodes of season two. It's Rodriguez. On. It's, That's pretty different. Yeah, it is, but it is carrying on the theme from that first season where they go getting and get that these, talent, getting the top talent to direct individual episodes. Yeah, I'm excited for more Mandalorian, which we are due to get this year. So good stuff. Ironheart, is this a Marvel character that you're familiar with? 
Is this is this like a little is this a little Iron Man of sorts? <laughs> Can, I, mean, yeah, I guess I guess it's a it's a young girl named yeah. Riri Williams. Yeah. Who she is chosen by Tony Stark to be the new Iron Man equivalent. In the comics, he died for a time and he went away and she was the replacement. Well I mean that was a lot of detail, but yes, that's a little Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then yes, it's the short answer. Marvel Studios yeah. is reportedly developing a Disney Plus series based on Ironheart. I guess we're thinking Riri Williams because that's who played the character in in the comics. And even I think she's had some animated appearances as well. But what I read online today, fans are hoping it's going to be Morgan. Mm, his daughter. Daughter of Tony Stark. And within Marvel Studios, maybe that does make sense. So, But either way, it sounds like Ironheart could be the next live-action like Marvel series. That's, I feel like that's a potential change that they could make, and majority of people would be on board with it. I have no problem with that happening, pretty much because I have no attachment to that Riri character. Yeah, um, she's, and she's got a big fan base from the comments. I, I mean, I assume... I assume they would, if they do go with Morgan, it would be with the, with the young, like at a current age, which is quite a young actress. But potentially, you know, there was that deleted scene with that actress from Thirteen Reasons Why who played the grown-up version. Maybe they do something like that. It's set a little bit in the future, and so she's a little bit older, maybe. Yeah, and then have maybe. Her. I mean, she can still pass for like a teenager, so it'd only be maybe another ten years ahead. I just think something. whichever way they go, they can't please everybody. As long as I'm pleased, that's all that matters. That's <laughs> okay. all that matters. Well, well, well I, because you've got no attachment to Riri, I guess for you, then Morgan would be <laughs> give a better, bigger, hey, if, better if next time we talk and you say, oh, they've cancelled the Ironheart, I also would not care. <laughs> so whatever. So what's the, the next story? <laughs> um, National Treasure. More Nicolas Cage, potentially or potentially not. Yeah, um, no. Jerry Bruckheimer and <laughs> and Disney Plus are developing a National Treasure TV series, which will feature a new, younger cast. So what's that, Jason? No Nicolas Cage. Ah, it's probably going to be a younger version of his character. He could project back as a future vision of himself. <laughs> so not know, only man. are we getting a third movie, we're getting a prequel TV series. Yeah, so that third movie, Nicolas Cage, right? That's that is, yeah, that's yeah. okay. So we're He's all back for that good. one. We're He's all back good for that one. Well, uh, fine, why not? All good. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> Just beyond. This is a, I think, a horror comic at one of the comic companies. Boom, I think. Uh, Seth (laughs) Graham Smith is set to write and produce a series adaption of R.L. Stein's horror comedy anthology series, Just Beyond, for Disney+. Plus. Look, we're getting more Disney Plus content. That's a plus. (laughs) It it is, but, but what I get from that, it's... You know, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, bumps. it's that kind of thing. So it's it's horror for kids slash teenager. So that's good. Yeah, hope, that's good. Hopefully, of a of a certain standard, and it doesn't fall into that like Disney Channel kind of quality. If you know what I mean? Yeah, that's but, never good. Well, you know, they're still make they're still making Disney Channel shows, aren't they? Is that still a thing? I think so. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to be but that maybe. as they're putting it on 
on Disney yeah. Plus. Might be all right. Uh, but speaking of Goosebumps, uh, producer Neil H. Moritz has partnered with Scholastic Entertainment for a new live-action Goosebumps series, which is pretty cool. We had those movies. We had a live-action series from back in the 90s, I'm guessing. It would have been around then. Um, yeah, the original series produced out of Canada head on Fox Kids 25 years ago. So, yeah, that's the 90s. If my math is correct. You excited for more Goosebumps? I am. But I think it's... I probably wouldn't watch it. But not... You know... I remember they brought back... Out of your demographic, and yeah. I watched it as a kid. And in the new series, I think it was like a three-part series for Nickelodeon. And I was like, oh, cool. And it had Ben from It, Chapter 1. I thought, oh, you know, I'll, um, I'll check this out. And they got oh, a yeah, couple of minutes right. in, and I'm like, not for me. Not for you. But that's fine. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And although I did enjoy the Goosebumps movies with Jack Black, I think this series is potentially not going to be for me. But I absolutely love that they're making new Goosebumps because mm. I grew up on those I, books and the series. I think for me, because it's Goosebumps, I will, I will check it out. But I, I think if I get the, if I get the same feelings as it sounds like you got with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah, I, I, I could probably see myself check it out. I'll check it checking out, out after just, checking it out. Yeah, but just for the novelty, <laughs> it's like recently or last year, Jason David Frank returned to one of the current series of Power Rangers. Checked it out. <laughs> and I checked it out. And then I didn't watch any more. But it's just, it's that nostalgia, isn't it? And I'm not saying it was bad. It's just watching it and recognising, okay, this is not for me. And yes, yeah, so like you, I'll, um, I'll check out that first <laughs> episode of Goosebumps. A bit more adult then. A series based on Hellraiser is being developed by HBO. Halloween director David Gordon Green is set to direct the pilot and several subsequent episodes. No, I'm not a big Hellraiser fan. Me neither. Freaks me out, man. Always bothered <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it, it wasn't fun. And, um, yeah, it was just... Yeah. Freaked me. I, I can take a burnt face. I can take a hockey mask. I can all of that. But I don't know. Something about the pins. It's not just too much. Too much. So I, um, <laughs> I always gave it a wide berth. You know, when I was a kid, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Van Eyre Elf Street. I'm there. Yeah, for sure. Big like horror fan, you know, Texas Chainsaw Mask. Uh, even. But I'm like, yeah. Laser, nah. You can hack that woman to pieces. All good. But pin, yeah, pinhead. No, no, no. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by this though. Like, so that was then. This is now. We're talking about a new show that's being developed by HBO. So already, like, whenever you hear HBO, you just think quality. Like, this is not going to be. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be a cheap half-assed thing. You know, David Gordon Green is involved, so I'll check it out. <laughs> I will check it out, <laughs> and hopefully not check out. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, well, let's check out of TV news. And check into some. We <laughs> <laughs> I just had one more. Recommends. What have you got for us today? I'm going to recommend that a, a, a TV series, and I was hoping I would finish it in time, and and I finished it last night just so I could have a fully formed view on this series. And I'm going to recommend Upload, oh, which is awesome. the new series on Amazon. So ten episodes. The whole thing is available. And we were talking about Greg Daniels before, the creator of The Office of Parks and Rec. 
and Space Force. Well, this is another one of his shows, and it is absolutely fantastic. You've got the main guy played by Robbie Amell, who is the younger cousin of Stephen Amell. He sees Arrow, and he's been in a few of the Arrowverse shows as well. But he's he, his own person. You don't have to. <laughs> he is, but I'm just just painting a, a broad picture. Well, he was in that movie. What was it? The Duff. He did that, and he was in the last <laughs> series of the X Files. But this show is just brilliant. So it's essentially, you know, it's set in a, you know the not too distant future. Have you seen it at all? Upload. I saw the trailer. Right. Okay. It, it, it gave me good feelings. I it's great. Man. It, it is really good. Check it out. It, the ep- it's like you know again it's just ten episodes. It, oh, it's been confirmed for a second season, which is good. Um, but twenty five minutes, like twenty five to thirty minutes. Oh, very so digestible. It, it really is, but just really enjoyable. So what happens in the future is, before you die, you've got the option to be uploaded to this server, and you're in like a digital heaven. And I don't want to spoil mm. or say too much more than that, but that's essentially where you are. So you live out the rest of your existence as like a digital avatar of yourself. But then there's still relationships on Earth and then there's mysteries. And it is just like funny, intriguing, and it just keeps you guessing, twists and turns. It's it's fantastic. And Robbie Amell, I know he's his own person. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's great in this. He can really do it. He's he's funny. It can, you know, it can be charming. Is it can be dramatic? It's a great watch, honestly. It is really good. I highly, highly recommend it. If you've got Prime, check it out. It's it's just brilliant. I do have Prime. Awesome. I the, wasn't just the, talking to you though. I was talking to, <laughs> to the listeners. I know the you premise. Have, right? The premise was is a um, there's an episode of Black Mirror with that exact premise, and it, it's one of the best. Black Mirror episodes. Oh, so, there you go. I've not seen um, that. If this show ex- if this show expands on that kind of concept, like that's cool. And obviously, with the comedy kind of tones that I got from the trailers, anyway. But is it more than just a comedy? It is, yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, there's, yep. um, yeah, there's. I don't want to spoil it. There's, there's a lot. There's, go- there's a lot going on. There's more happening in the show than what I got from those trailers. Oh, fantastic! I will yeah. actually, <laughs> legitimately check it out. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. All right. Um, I'm going for a the Cursed Films. This is a documentary series um, on a streaming service called Shudder. Um, however you get Shudder is your own business. I will leave it to you. Um, five episodes, 30 minutes each kind of thing. Um, basically, the documentary series focuses on alleged curses that are afflicted the production of notable horror films. Um, so each episode is a, is a different single film. It includes interviews uh, with individuals who worked on each film, um, journalists, film critics, other people and stuff. You've got, um, what is there? There's uh, Poltergeist, The Exorcist, um, The Twilight Zone movie, The, uh, I'm blanking, The Crow. The, there's another one, the, the, the <laughs> Omen. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, very well. No, very good. Good. Five episodes, I figured I'd list them all. Um, really good, really good. Um, there's parts of the of the show where you're just like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? Two, like, you know, a couple moments like that, but otherwise, really cool insight into, like, the productions of some of these movies and some terrible, terrible stuff. There is a couple moments where I was actually like, like, felt disgusted in my in myself but i was just like wow this is a horrible 
series of events that took place, but very interesting stuff for movie buffs and anyone interested in sort of maybe a bit of the dark side of movie making. Yeah, it's something worth checking out. So that is Cursed Films. I'll check it out. I have... um... I've heard of it. I have. I have heard of it. Yes, I'll. Um, I'll look at that. When you first started talking, I thought you was um, on about the new Robert England docu series, but that's clearly something else. But yeah, Curse Films, quite cool. All right. Now we've got a bit of trivia to take us out. I'm gonna just because it came up. Scream. I'm gonna give you a bit of Scream trivia. So there's a there's a party scene near the end of the movie. If you obviously if you've seen the 1996 movie Scream. Um, it's actually the, the scene pretty much runs 42 minutes. It's 42 minutes of, of this party. Um, it was shot over the course of 21 days from the time the sun set to the time the sun rose. Um, after it wrapped, the crew had t-shirts made that read, I survived scene 118, which was the name of the scene during shooting. And the cast and crew always joke about it being the longest night in horror history. The Ghostface mask, Wes Craven actually discovered it uh, while shooting, um, scouting, sorry, for filming locations in California. He was walking throughout a possible filming house and inside one of the rooms, he saw the mask hung on a wall. Um, He sent the photo to Dimension Films and they told him to have the prop department make a mask very similar, but still had to be different um, as they didn't own the rights to the mask. So he just basically stumbled across a box and went, that's freaking amazing. Let's use that. That's interesting. That, it's just so iconic. Well, we were talking about it earlier. It's such mm. a, an iconic look. Yes. Yes, it is. And you find it by accident. That's brilliant. Yeah. Inspiration comes in uh, many forms. Uh, but that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Onward. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at the latest Star Trek series, Picard. And Rewind and Review recently went back to 2000 to cover Gladiator. Stay tuned for upcoming review of The Wrong Missy. And if you missed it, check out our latest movie reviews in association with Video Easy, 1917 and The Grudge. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Mm-hmm.